Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach. I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time, so expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. Well, what does it take to make a passion for food or wine into a business? Well, we're going to talk to Charles Smith, who left the world of rock and roll to start one of the coolest wineries in Washington State's Columbia Valley. We'll taste three of his fab wines in just a second, and we'll find out how some of his new products come from a keg instead of a bottle. Yep, you heard me right. Then, if cooking is your passion, maybe 2013 is the year to take it to the next level. Chef Patrice Olivant of L'Academy de Cuisine in Bethesda, Maryland, is going to join us to talk about their program for the home cook or if you want to become a real chef. Now, every show, we start the show off with the sips of the week. And this week, we have three wines. And I'm so excited to have with me to taste and talk about them ad nauseum. We have Charles Smith, owner and winemaker for Charles Smith Wines and Secco Italian Bubbles. And after nine years of managing rock bands all throughout Europe, he decided to take his passion for wine to the next level, and in 1999, moved to the Pacific Northwest to start this winery. Charles is a pioneer and has gotten accolades all over the country and world, including Winemaker of the Year by Food & Wine Magazine, and he's on the line. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I wish I was actually out there in Maryland, but uh, I I have to finish up my harvest here in Walla Walla. That is important because we need the wines in the bottle. I love your wines. I'm a huge fan. And I uh, met you out in Aspen in June, and you had a really awesome pool party. (laughs) And I got to see how fun you are. So I'm so glad to have you on the show to taste with us these three sips of the week. Thank you. I can't wait to drink. All right. Well, we're going to start with your Secco, not Prosecco, but Secco Italian Bubbles. And we're tasting the 2011 Bianco. It comes from Veneto, where Prosecco is made. But tell us what's different about your Secco Bubbles. Well, they changed the law in 2010 where uh, uh, Prosecco had to be Glera, the traditional grape. Well, Glera is mm-hmm. really not that awesome of a grape. You never find it as this, or rarely as a still wine. And so that meant that all the, the noble varietals, such as Chardonnay and for Rosé, like Pinot Noir, could no longer be called Prosecco. So I thought, okay, how about I champion the uh, really great uh, growers of the noble varietals in the Prosecco region, and what am I call it? So I thought, Secco Italian Bubbles. I mean, I who doesn't it. like a big glass of fresh bubbles? And it is. It's really fresh, but it's got lots of different flavors going on in here. And I think that probably has to do with the blend. You've got Chardonnay, Pinot Blanc, or Pinot Bianco, as they say in Italy, Riboso, all together in this bottle. So like Champagne from France, it is a blend of three grapes. Yeah, absolutely. The idea was, you know, primarily it's Chardonnay. I mean, that's, you know, the great varietal of, you know, Champagne. And then, of course, you know, Pinot Bianco, you know, very much, you know, it, it, Italian. And, of course, Rebozo de Piave, which is, you know, purely Italian. And to do that as a Blanc de Noir to add another nuance to it. The idea was not to make just an inexpensive sparkling wine, to make a really awesome sparkling wine and sell it at a relatively inexpensive price. And you do have these, you know, tiny, really elegant bubbles. You've got those melon flavors in there. But it is definitely more intense than some of the just everyday Proseccos, like you mentioned. So I love that. And the price point here in our market, twelve ninety nine. That is amazing. 
yeah, that's really cool because that way everybody can have access to you know drinking bubbles. I mean, you know now you know in our wine culture, people tend to drink a lot more you know sparkling wine. They they're much more adventurous, and the idea that wine with bubbles does not have to cost a lot of money, and the ones that don't cost a lot of money can also be really good. And that's you know for me, I wanted to make a no bull. <laughs> uh, sparkling wine that you could drink and that Love would be it. really pure and delicious and and the idea that you know I mean when you sit down in a restaurant or you go over to a friend's house you can grab a couple of bottles and for you know $25 you you've got yourself an evening I love that and speaking of an evening you have a great white wine that I'm moving to that's called the Kung Fu Girl Riesling and there's yeah, a lot it of kicks ass. It kicks ass. There's a lot of BS in the wine world about Riesling because, and you mentioned that people think it's always sweet and it's always a sweet, sticky wine. I love your Riesling and I use it a lot because it's got that great balance between the fruit and the acidity, and people are always surprised by it. Is is that what you're trying to do here with the Kung Fu? Take people by surprise. Well, the idea is I wanted to go one step beyond what people you know perceive as what 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 they like, and the idea is that you know reason can be really insipid, and it's it is a noble varietal. Once again, I use that same word. I mean, how boring is that? But anyhow, the the idea is this wine can be this grape can be so incredibly complex. So like you're talking about the minerality and the acid and the balance. The idea is that Riesling is the most food versatile wine in the world. Absolutely. I said it. That's true. And the thing is, if you're in Germany, you'll have it with, you'll have it with roasted meats. You're going to have it with fish. You're going to have it with wild mushrooms. You're going to have it with cheese. You're going to have it on its own. Mm-hmm. And the idea that it's, a, it's about purity and balance and it tastes like the place that it came from. It isn't just a sweet and sour little insepid uh, varietal that a lot of people, unfortunately, have a misconception about Riesling. And and this one from the Columbia Valley, Washington State, and Washington, you know, becoming more and more known for Riesling. So you're probably, you know, people are starting to wake up that this can be a different kind of wine. And certainly um, one of the things uh, that I love about all your wines is that, not that the label is the all-important, but your labels are all very distinctive and and fun and interesting right well, well they are i mean I, I mean thank you for saying that the idea is to communicate the language of wine to everyone not everyone speaks wine especially our country we're not a wine culture across the board but the idea is we are more curious we are more interested in epicurean pursuit so therefore wine has to speak the language of the people not people have to speak the language of the wine so my labels communicate what I want to about the wine in a language that everyone can understand. I love that. And if you want to check out all these labels, I'm going to post uh, the pic- some of the pictures at thewinecoach.com. But you can also go to charlessmithwines.com and see the whole range of his wines, which is extensive. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Charles Smith. All the details on these sips of the week, again, are at thewinecoach.com or in my free app for iPhone and Android. They're available at Wells Discount Liquors, so check them out at wellswine.com. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, The Wine Coach, each week, Saturdays at noon on WBAL 1090 AM or at WBAL.com. This is Lori Forster, The Wine Coach with The Sipping Point, and we're back with Charles Smith, owner of Charles Smith Wines. He also makes wines under K Vintners and Secco Italian Bubbles, Charles, we're about to move to the red zone. 
I'm okay. glad I just poured myself a glass while we were at the break. Perfect. Perfect. I've got the Boom Boom Syrah. And uh, I forgot to mention in the last segment, Kung Fu Girl Riesling retails in our market for $13.99. Still, both those first two under 15 Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> I, you for... I know. We love that zone. And under 20 also for reds is a big deal. And we're going to taste this Boom Boom Syrah, Syrah being a grape that the Washington State and specifically, you know, all those areas that you're growing grapes in are really, you know, seeing standout versions. This is only eighteen ninety nine. Tell me about the Boom Boom Syrah. Well, the idea about the Boom Boom Syrah was to do something that was very, uh, you know, you know, really um, kind of speaks to what Washington State can do on a very affordable level. Uh, purity, spice, levels of... Uh, concentration and really highly drinkable mm-hmm. but uh, the wine comes from a cool climate so you have a lot of snap in the wine you have a lot of dark flavors not you know ruby reds or something you know all the black tones and the idea that uh, it's a wine that you can drink um, any day and it's great with lots of different foods and um, hey you can always find it i mean it has a big bomb on the label right i know and then on the back is the match Very cute. Well, you can't blow a bomb without a match. (laughs) I heard a little rumor. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that the Boom Boom was named after one of your ex-girlfriends. Yeah, (laughs) it was. I hope my wife's not listening. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry to bring that up. Okay, we won't go there anymore. Well, I can tell you more if you like to hear it. (laughs) Okay, sure. Okay. Well, I won't tell you what her name is, but she looked like a 1950s vaudevillian stripper. You know, and so... (laughs) Boom Boom was her name, and it was a perfect name for a um, person in that profession, even though that was not really actually her job. Oh, she was just a very exotic lady. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well, speaking of exotic, when I go to your website, and, you know, having met you and knowing how fun and down-to-earth you are, I love that, first of all. And then I go to your website, and I see written across the front page, it's just wine, drink it. And I just love you even more when I see that because that is my whole, you know, I talked about demystifying wine. I just want wine to be more fun and approachable and just get rid of that snoot factor. And tell me about your philosophy. I mean, I get it from, you know, it's just wine, drink it. Um, wondering if Nike's thinking about that, but <laughs> what's, your, what's your philosophy? My philosophy is this. I mean, everyone should have access to wine and, 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 you know, mainly, you know, primarily European culture where, you know, wine more or less began. Um, everyone, it's folded into daily life. People don't really think about it so much. Mm-hmm. It's just part of, part of their life. And the idea when I say it's just wine, drink it, it's just, it should just be part of your life. It's not a big deal. It's great to have it in your life, but it's not a big deal. And it, it doesn't matter whether you drink really high in wines, low in wines, whether you know a great deal about wine or nothing at all. Wine is for everyone. And and simply, you know, it's just wine. Drink it. I love it. I mean, it really, it, you know, when you go to Europe, exactly that. You know, I've been to Italy or France. People are not stressed that they don't know everything about this wine or that wine. It's just like, you know, anything else in life. Oh, it tastes great. You don't have to have like 10 facts known about it for everything you taste. I mean, exactly. in our business, yes, but the everyday consumer needs to relax, right? Oh, yeah, really chill out. <laughs> chill just out. Take it, just take it easy. Well, they could come, I guess now they could come to Washington State and really chill out, because I guess we just passed the, the marijuana issue. Uh, marijuana now is legal in Washington State. So anybody who's listening to this wants to come out to Washington State and really chill out before they make their <laughs> wine selection, 
are welcome to do so. I love it. Well, speaking of chilling out, when I was out in Aspen at your pool party, one of the cool things that you had was this, I don't know, boombox looking thing from the 80s that was kind of like a keg for some rosé wines. Do uh-huh. I remember this correctly? Yeah, for the Charles and Charles Rosé. Oh, by the way, we just got, can you believe it, for the, you know, the Wine Spectator magazine, they, they do this top 100 every year. Mm-hmm. And for the rosé that actually we put into keg, but it also put in a bottle, we're number 42 of the top 100. Oh, that's so amazing. That, yeah, for the same wine that you had there in Aspen this last year. I mean, in, in, the year. in college or high school, don't listen, Mom, when I went to a kegger party, uh, wine was not involved. So tell me about this idea of keg wines, how this all came about. Well, the idea about keg wine is, you know, it's really a great service for restaurants and for the consumer. A lot of times, you know, the, you know, you you have a bottle that maybe had been open for a while. Uh, the winer, you know, the, the the restaurant needs to throw away because the wine isn't sound anymore. And for the consumer, maybe the restaurant will pour it, even though the wine's not at its best. So the idea that with the wine and keg, you're always going to get, you know, a fresh, perfect glass of wine. And so the idea is about purity. It's about you know, highly drink- drinkability, and it's not, once again, it's more goes than that. It's just wine drinking. It's just accessible, beautiful, fresh wine. No matter what varietal it is, you can count on the first glass of the, of the, the keg is going to be as good as the last glass. Oh, that's great. And is everything that you make on the normal line also available in keg or just special Just special selections? things. Okay. Yeah, special selections. We love that. And I actually had some, I was in Chicago, and the name of the restaurant is escaping me, but I had some of your Syrah from Keg out there. So it's available all over the country, which we love. But um, if folks want to find out more about you or come out to the winery and chill out with you, Charles, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? I don't know. Just go to uh, charlesmithwines.com and send me an email or give us a call. Our phone number is there as, as well. We have people here all during the day. I'm here. I got like three lines. People can call me on it. <laughs> 509-526-5230. I love it. Well, you have been really fun. Thank you so much for coming on The Sipping Point, Charles Smith. I hope you'll come back again. Well, you come out and visit, Lori. I'm definitely going to do that. Take care. Thank Cheers. You.